It is a day of joy to be here. Thank you for all of you who have come a long distance to celebrate this Divine Mercy Sunday here at the National Shrine. And as you know, this is the first time after the pandemic. So since two years, we did not, we we're not able to celebrate here in this way. But this, this year is, is not complete yet. Next year, we're looking forward to have the, the big liturgy uh, in the afternoon. But the graces, nonetheless, are the same. In whatever way or shape, the graces are the same. The promise of our Lord Jesus is the same. He wants to give us everything. He wants to give us that which is that fullness of grace, complete forgiveness of sins. He wants to give us himself through the Eucharist. And so he removes any consequences to sin as well. But if we look at the readings today, today is, this is the, you know, you know, cycle C. And what we have here is something that has happened here with you. Many of the people came to Jerusalem to Solomon's portico from the different towns and what they, what they wish to receive, receive grace and mercy. There were, this, there were apostles there and they came, uh, came and they came, they brought their people who were sick, who were in need of redemption, who were in need of removal of evil from their hearts. And so they all gathered, but they gathered around the apostles but the grace that they were looking for, the grace they were seeking was the, the grace of our Lord Jesus. They knew that he is the son of God. That's why they gathered. And so even there, when it says that many came and they wished that even the, sh the, the shadow that falls from St. Peter, they wanted to be within a shadow so they will receive the grace because they knew that is the Lord Jesus who works through him. St. Peter says in John, I have nothing, but what I have is the grace of the power and power of Christ. And I bestow upon you. So in Jesus name, be healed in Jesus name. May you receive the forgiveness of sins in Jesus name. May you be made whole and you may be made beautiful again by the power of uh, uh, that God's love and grace, which is given to us. And that is what we receive. So people like you gather from different places. This is not Jerusalem, but this is where Jesus is because he has given himself. Yes, he's present in every church where the Eucharist is celebrated, but in a special way, he's, he is here. You know that this is the 40th year of celebration of divine mercy Sunday. 40th year from, from 1982, small gathering as we gathered. And then since it's now this 22nd year, since we're officially, which was officially established as Divine Mercy Sunday by St. John Paul II on Divine Sunday in the year 2000 during the canonization of St. Faustina. But you know, we were sort of anticipating that because from 1990, we already had Mother Angelica and the transmission of Divine Mercy Sunday through the WTN. And we also celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday in Washington, D.C. at the Basilica of, of the Immaculate Conception. So this is the 32nd year. And you know how gracious God is, how gracious and how merciful he is. 
He uses weak people. All of us are weak, but we have the power and strength in Jesus. And this is what, what we have. I have to say this. 20 years ago, it was John Paul II when he says how, need, how greatly the world needs to know and hear about God's mercy. How great is the need. And I'd like to say to you, just give you the quote which he spoke. Powerful quote. He says, the, we proclaim that apart from the mercy of God, there is no other source of hope for mankind. This proclamation, this confession of trust in all powerful love of God is especially needed in our own time when mankind is experiencing bewilderment in the face of many manifestations of evil. How prophetic his words, and I'll continue, how greatly today's world needs God's mercy in every continent from the depth of human suffering. A cry for mercy seems to rise up where hatred and thirst for revenge dominate where war brings suffering and death to the innocent. There the grace of mercy is needed in order to settle human minds and hearts and, and to bring about peace. Wherever respect for, for life and human dignity are lacking, there is need of God's merciful love in whose light we see the inexpressible value of every human being. Mercy is needed in order to ensure that every injustice in the world will come to an end in a splendor of truth. The invocation of God's mercy needs to rise up from the depths of human hearts filled with suffering, apprehension, and uncertainty, at the same time yearning for an infallible source of hope. That mercy that John, John Paul II, St. John Paul II spoke of is needed today. There's a war in Ukraine. It seems like it makes no sense. And yet the evil that's there, the divisions within our own country, the divisions in the world, the ideologies, the push, that which takes away the human dignity, everything else that we have around us needs to have the gift of God's merciful love and every human heart needs to be imbued with it. And this is why divine mercy Sunday is so important because the Lord wants to imbue us. He wants to give us himself through the gift of the Eucharist. He wants to remove every form of sin from our hearts and from all the consequences of sin. But 2000 at the year 2000, when John Paul II proclaimed the divine mercy Sunday, I happened to be there. I happened to be in Rome because we went there for the canonization of St. Faustina. But the night before, Father Seraphim, God rest his soul, he was called by Cardinal Jeevish to the Vatican in the evening. And, and when he came back, it was like 10 o'clock, maybe 10.30 in the evening. And he says to me, promise me that you will not share what I'll tell you. And I said, okay, I promise. He said, but he said, but mean it, really say it, that you mean that what you say. And I said, okay, God help me that I will, I will not share anything that you'll tell me. And he says, tomorrow during the canonization mass, 
the Holy Father will make the proclamation and announcement of the Divine Mercy Sunday as a universal feast for the church. Well, I, he said it with such calmness. And I said, you know, I was so excited. We, you know, we were working for, for the establishment of the Divine Mercy Sunday for so many years already. And to hear such words, it gave me incredible joy, but I wanted kind of feel it. So I took Father Seraphim, I shook him by his shoulders, he says, glow, do something, because I, you, you said it in such a calm way, you've got to do something about it. And, and, uh, and so I couldn't sleep during the night. But did I get up early because we had to consolidate mass for the canonization. And I was sort of waiting. I thought I would have to wait patiently, you know, for the... Uh, for the mass to begin, but we were there like more than two hours before that. And so what happened is this, I said, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do, but I didn't have to wait too long sitting right, not too far from the main altar. One lady comes up, he says, father, would you want to hear my confession? And from that moment on, I didn't have to worry. I sat there for over two hours. I had to rush out of there. You know, I pulled myself on a couple of chairs and I heard confessions before the mass started for two, almost two and a half hours. And, and it happened to be, you know, my German isn't too good, but I had to hear mostly in German and some other languages, but I had to hear God provided the grace for me the joy became a service. Joy became a service, service on behalf of, of, of the people of God. Receive the Holy Spirit, Jesus says today in the gospel, whose sins you shall forgive and are forgiven them, whose sins you shall retain are retained. The Lord shares with us his power of mercy, powers of forgiveness. But why did we come up with this Divine Mercy Sunday? First of all, in the early church, St. Augustine speaks of days of mercy, the octave of the Easter octave for eight days was days of mercy. And the last day, the completion of the days of mercy, special grace that God wishes to give. But then what happens is this, as you know, that we sort of kind of forgot about the significance, the great significance of the second Sunday of Easter, the conclusion, the octave of of mercy of, 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 of God, you know, manifested to us in every reading in the Psalms, which we sang, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. And so the Lord in 1930s brought back to our attention and he spoke to Faustina and he says the following, he says to us, I desire that priests proclaim not only this great mercy of mine towards the souls of sinners. Let the sinner not be afraid to approach me. The flames of mercy are burning me, clamoring to be spent. I want to pour them out upon these souls. Hardened sinners will repent on hearing their words when they will speak about my unfathomable mercy, about the compassion I have for them in my heart. To priests who will proclaim and extol my mercy, I will give wondrous power, and I will anoint their words and touch the hearts of those whom, to whom they speak. And so the Lord says to, through St. Faustina, on that day, which is the second Sunday of, of Easter, on that day all the divine floodgates through which graces flow are opened. Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though its sins be as scarlet. My mercy is so great 
that no mind, be it of man or of angel, will be able to fathom it throughout all eternity. Everything that exists has come forth from the very depths of my tender mercy. Every soul in its relationship to me will contemplate my love and mercy throughout all eternity. But then he asked for something special. My daughter, tell the whole world about my inconceivable mercy. I desire that the feast of mercy be a refuge and shelter for all souls, and especially for poor sinners. On that day, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon the souls who approach the fount of my mercy. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. That's the promise the Lord gives us. That's the unique gift. Those who, are, who have gone to confession fulfill their Easter duty. By receiving the Eucharist, they receive this special grace. This is what they receive. Isn't that extraordinary? Isn't that incredible? Isn't that something special? One older sister told me the following, and it was like, no, quite a few years ago. He says, I, I want my wish is that I would pass away on Divine Mercy Sunday in the evening because I won't have to worry about anything. I don't know if John Paul asked for the same gift, but he did too. And I don't want any, anyone to be, you know, in any way distracting from the Divine Mercy Sunday, but what a great grace it is to be in a state of grace to receive the Eucharist and knowing that we have complete forgiveness of sins. You know, not only that, but consequences to sin. As you know, sin has consequences. We ask the Lord to forgive us the sins that we have committed, and the Lord forgives us. But then the priest gives us penance. But today we have very easy penances. You know, three our fathers or ten, ten our fathers. Very rarely does a priest say, pray the chaplet or a rosary. But you know, sins have consequences. We, we uh, introduce poison into our lives, into lives of others. And we don't have a chance to make up for that. That's why the Lord is asking us that, that he will, uh, that, that, that we do acts of love, acts of mercy, like even today. He wants us to trust in him, but also do something for one another. This is what the Lord is asking. And, but he knows that we're not a, really able to do much. We forget. We, um, you know, we receive forgiveness and we don't really take care of one another. So the Lord says, I'll make up for you. I'll make up everything. How gracious, how loving he is. I'll make up for the things that you're not able to do. Because he loves us. That is the, the, the foundation of God's, God the Father's love. He loves the human race so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him, whoever places confidence in him, has eternal life. And today, would we welcome the Lord. Let us welcome with joy. He says, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Transform me. Let the graces that flow from the power of your presence truly heal every aspect of my heart, of my memories, of the sufferings which I have to endure, memories of evil that I have experienced, or the things I have done and I'm not able to make up. We can welcome him because he is the power that enters. It requires, yes, a love and our faith, 
but he wants us to, to welcome him and to know that we become the tabernacle. He is able to act within us. He's able to transform us from within. He wants to divinize us, to make us like, like the son of God. That's the gift he wants to bestow. So let us today, as we continue with this sacred liturgy, let us long for him, long for his coming, recognize him as our Lord and our God, who wants to bestow divinity upon us. That is something that's almost impossible for us to grasp, and yet it is true, and we have to proclaim this truth. May we then today welcome him with joy and allow God to be God for us, that we may allow God to make us like his sons and daughters, destined for glory, destined for eternal life. And we, this is what the Lord wishes. May he be praised. So give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.